This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back, champions. Lem Woodson here from the Champion Forum studio. Listen, we have a great episode for you today, and I believe it's going to help a lot of people answer a huge question. Would you like to know what that question is? Let me tell you. The question is, am I ready to lead? Maybe, just maybe, you would like to move into a leadership position. You know, maybe you've been thinking about it. It's time for me to advance. It's time for me to step up and change levels. And you are asking yourself the question, am I ready? And, you know, although every situation in leadership is different, there are common signs that can help you and help you know whether or not this is for you. So by the end of this episode, I know that you will be able to answer that question for yourself, whether you are ready to lead or perhaps you have a little bit more work to do or maybe it is your time to step up. So, Jeff, before I turn it over to you to help folks answer this question, what prompted this question? How did you come up with this? Well, you know, it is a, it's a question that I get a lot from, uh, you know, people that aren't in leadership yet, mm-hmm. and uh, they have this desire they, th- for a host of reasons. For some people, it's that uh, they think when they get into leadership, that's where all the big money is. For mm-hmm. other people, it's, you know, they just always had a desire to lead people. They feel like there's something, an innate skill in them. But I would say that it, for whatever reason, whatever the motivation is, there's desire that right. comes with that. But here's the deal, man. Desire alone is not enough. Mm-hmm. This this is not the time to be naive when you're thinking about leadership. This is the time to be hyper aware of your readiness to lead. Um, having this readiness and this awareness is going to serve you very well if you're going to take that leap. There, there has to be a balance between the desire to lead and being equipped to lead. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, desire is a great starting point for anything that ever happened that was ever great. Uh, but that desire alone is not enough. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I will tell you this, too. Another thing that, that has happened to me in my world, whether it's the corporate world or even now, I get questions a lot about leadership because it is my brand. It's what I do. Um, you know, instead of asking me, Jeff, do you think I'm ready to lead? A lot of times I get people that tell me they are, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm ready to take the next step said who, right? Like who told you that? Uh, cause that's not what I'm seeing at all. (laughs) And then you have this tough conversation that has to ensue. And, and look, sometimes it's these people with these great results, Mm -hmm. uh, their, their results are through the roof as an individual contributor. And then they come to me as the as the leader of leaders and they say hey i'm ready to be a leader on your team Mm -hmm. well you probably think that because your results are so good right but again just like desire results alone are not enough to qualify you as a leader there are things that you have to prepare yourself for yeah uh and i do believe that leadership is a learned thing so Mm -hmm. take heart if you're out there and it's not just jiving it's not just clicking you can absolutely get there nice but i want to give some indicators that's going to tell you uh, where you are in this progression to leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think self-awareness is good because, you know, you go to that boss or that leader and say, I'm ready to lead. Uh, well, what you're really telling them is you desire to lead. Right. Uh, they're going to be the ones to tell you whether you're ready to lead or not. Mm-hmm. But the worst feeling in the world is going to somebody 
telling them that you're ready to lead and you're not. Yeah. Uh, man, that's a deflator for anybody. Oh, yeah. You know, you think you're ready because of all these indicators, but you got the indicators wrong. Mm-hmm. And so now you've put that leader in a tough position that they got to look you square in the, in the eyes and say, you're not ready. You, you're not even close to being ready. Yeah. Your confidence is crushed. You, you, will it ever happen? Or even yet, there's this uh, naive uh, feeling that we get sometimes, which is they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm ready. I know mm-hmm. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And if they don't appreciate who I am, I'll just go down the street exactly. and lead somewhere else. Yeah. Well, suit yourself, but you need to listen to these leaders. Uh, you want to make sure that when you do feel confident to go have this conversation with the leader, that there's reasons behind it, mm-hmm. not just desire and not just results. Those are good things to start with. But I want to give uh, some indicators uh, that we should be thinking about. And if you are a leader today and you're listening to this show, I want to challenge you. Get this out to your team. Whether your team is telling you they want to lead or not, it's going to happen. Somebody is going to bubble up. I, if you're a leader listening to this, I want to challenge you to push this, push this episode out to everybody in your life that's not currently in leadership. This is going to be helpful to them as they prepare for their leadership journey. So I'm going to start with the first one. The first indicator that you uh, might be ready to lead is that your manager is asking you what you would like to do next. Man, I remember these conversations. You know, I remember whether it was a a performance review or, uh, you know, a one-on-one debrief, a Mm -hmm. field ride with a boss or or even my boss's boss. And, you know, they would say things like, Hanch, what is it that you want to do next? And I always left that feeling like, man, the fact that they're asking me, you know, and look, it's possible they're just curious. Maybe there isn't something there, but it is an indicator. You know, if your boss has recently started asking you where you see yourself going next in your career, uh, no promises have been made, but you get the sense that you're valued and that your boss would like to see you advance in the company. Uh, You find yourself excited at the potential of a leadership role, which would mean having your own team Mm -hmm. and you're eager to explore the path to get there. So be looking for cues from your boss. Mm -hmm. What is that? Now, look, they may have a whole different plan other than leadership. So this isn't the end all be all indicator, but it is an indicator for sure. Absolutely. I like that. I like that a lot. And it helps you to, like you said in the the first opening, it helps you to be self-aware. You know, that's a good self-awareness. Why are they asking me what it is that I see myself doing in the future? And why do they want to know? You know, that's a good indicator of I just might be ready to step into a different role. No doubt. I like it. And, and point number one of if they're asking you, that also doesn't mean that if they're not asking you what you want to do next, that you're not cut out to lead. Right. It might be that you don't have a great leader and they yeah. don't, they lack awareness and they Very lack true. the ability to develop people. So again, oh, yeah. these aren't never and always, but these are indicators. Mm-hmm. Point number two is you're able to adapt your communication style to the person you're interacting with. I like that. This might be the most important one. These aren't in any particular order, but man, this is a skill that all great leaders have. This is not a skill that you want to develop once you get the title. This is something that you want to begin developing way before you get the title. Mm Because if you don't have this going into leadership, you are going to get derailed. Uh, because now you do have a team. You got five, six, seven, twenty people. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be different. 
Uh, they're all they're all going to have different personalities, different skills. They're all going to be coming from different backgrounds, and so you have to be able to adapt your communication style to people. Right. If you find currently without the leadership title that you have a skill in doing this, this could be a strong indicator that you're ready to lead. Mm -hmm. Before speaking to a peer or someone uh, seeking advice, you consider how to best approach them. You find yourself adapting your style and the level of detail depending on the person's needs and their style. This could also include your consideration for their level of enthusiasm and energy. Mm -hmm. You know, you find yourself modeling yourself in a conversation around what they're bringing to the conversation personality energy enthusiasm you know detail you know if you have somebody that's a driver you find yourself being very concise to the point where if you have somebody that's maybe a little more passive mm -hmm. you know a little more red on the scale then you're throwing a little more flavor and a little more uh, smiley emojis into the conversation <laughs> you're meeting that person where they are right this is a great great indicator you, you'll also most likely find that you prefer face-to-face -face communication rather than telephone or email. Mm -hmm. Now, I will go to the grave with this one, and I know there are people listening that don't agree with me, and it's probably the younger generation, mm -hmm. and I'm not hating. I'm yeah. not hating. <laughs> I get it. There's a lot of electronic communication right now, and I, ha I lose this battle at my house all the time. <laughs> Hancher crew, if you're listening, I want you to listen. You will find yourself, uh, you know, when you're pursuing leadership, you will find yourself desiring face-to-face -face communication right. or at minimum a phone call. Nice. Well, why is that? You know, my kids tell me all the time. I, I, I bet you I say it 20 times in my house a week. Pick the phone up and call them. Mm -hmm. Go have a coffee with them. Yeah. Oh, nobody does that, Dad. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. And I'll tell you the people that desire this, whenever we're talking about adapting communication style, mm -hmm. great leaders love to talk face-to-face. -face. Well, yeah. why is that? They're picking up on cues. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're giving cues. Right. You know, they're not just saying something. They're giving passion. You know, they, they can kind of sort out what's going on. Mm -hmm. It helps you to be uh, very anticipatory right. in a conversation because you're seeing body language. And so you can adjust your style of communication based off of the feeling you're getting on the vibes that they're putting out. Right. Great leaders love face-to-face -face communication. Oh, yeah. If you find that, uh, that you kind of strive towards that, if you kind of find that you get a text from somebody and instead of texting back, you mm -hmm. walk down the hall nice. and talk to them, yeah. that's a really good indicator uh, that you might be ready to go. I you like might it. be ready to lead. I like that. I like that. So uh, that's number two. Number three, you consistently receive exceptional feedback from senior leadership. Hmm. Now, again, not an end-all be-all because they could just be giving you great feedback because you're a great individual contributor. But I can tell you this, if you're not getting great exceptional feedback from senior leaders, you're probably not ready to lead. Right. Um, now, if, if there's no feedback, you got a whole lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. At least you know if you're getting feedback, that could be an indicator that there is a next step for you in leadership. Right. You find that due to the high quality of your work, you're getting noticed by upper management. This is a great indicator. Not only have people higher up noticed you because you're skilled at your job, but also because you're a good communicator who is able to speak the organization's language. Yeah. You find yourself in these places that, you know, feeling it, it, this unbelievable sense of satisfaction 
when you get this feedback. If you're somebody that, you know, you get that feedback from senior leadership and you you thrive on that, mm-hmm. you know, not not because you need an attaboy or you need motivated, but it's it's recognition. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh endorsement. It's it's letting you know you're on that right track. If you're getting this kind of feedback, this is a good indicator that there's more coming for you. Yeah. Whether it's leadership or not might be unknown, but again, you want to take all of these indicators, mm-hmm. you know, as a way to know am I going the right way. So ask yourself, ask yourself if you're here saying right now I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, but you're not getting feedback from senior leadership. Right. Let me be for the first to tell you. You might not be ready to go. Mm-hmm. It is possible that you have poor senior leadership. It's unlikely, but it's possible. Right. But if you're not getting this feedback, you need to take a step back. And instead of saying, uh, I'm right and everybody else is wrong, mm-hmm. find out what it is that you need to work on. Exactly. I like that. Number four. The number four indicator is you are more comfortable outside of your comfort zone. That's key. This is big, man. Yeah. This is big. And this is why I tell people all the time, leadership is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I would have these conversations all the time when I was in corporate America and my last role in corporate America, uh, you know, it was a lot more responsibility, a lot more org chart, very, very demanding, uh, quite a bit of travel, uh, time away from home. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was, you know, work all day with your team and then spend a lot of evenings catching up on reports, emails, preparing for the next day. It was some long days. By no means am I complaining uh, because it's what I I liked. It's what I thrived in and I enjoyed every second of it. But when people would come to me and they would say, uh, Jeff, I want to do what you do. Well, I need I need to make sure that you really understand what that means. Mm-hmm. I need I need to make sure that you understand that there is some discomfort and are you comfortable getting outside of your comfort zone? Now, if that's you, this is an indicator. This is an indicator that if you find yourself pushing the boundaries a lot, you know, getting outside of your comfort zone, getting uncomfortable, trying new things, taking calculated risks, uh, maybe you're somebody that has always been eager for progress. Uh, but now you're willing to even take bigger risks in order to see it happen. You're reaching this point of discontent. I'm not happy here anymore. I need something new. Right. And you're willing to take big, big risks, mm-hmm. maybe even at the sake of you know changing jobs or starting your own company or whatever it might be. Like you're thinking, you're thinking way outside of normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that in order to learn and grow that you have to let go of your usual norms and you got to push outside of this comfort zone. So you encourage yourself to expand mm-hmm. in new areas. And this isn't easy. And quite frankly, most people don't do this. Everybody says they want something, but not very many people are willing to do what it takes to get to what they say they want. Exactly. If you find yourself doing these things, this is a big indicator. Uh, even if it's uncomfortable at first, you're somebody that sees it as necessary and you're willing to push through it. Mm-hmm. And this isn't something that I want you to just play in your mind. You're, you're reflecting on what I'm saying right now and you have data. You have proof. Uh, you have a white paper that says, <laughs> I've done this already. I'm, I'm exemplifying this now. Right. I have a track record of doing this and now I'm ready, I'm ready to jump off the cliff and, and see this parachute open. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ready to take these kind of risks. You know, I remember way back in my career, before I ever even sniffed into leadership, I was, uh, I, I was in a, um, I, I was a driver for a company. So it was kind of an entry level role. 
and uh, we were having this contest, and basically we were launching we were launching a new product line, and we were running this contest. And not only were there individual uh, rewards and incentives, but there was also incentives if you know we you know our location was you know Pittsburgh was being you know we were competing against other markets Youngstown Cleveland mm-hmm. you know so on and so forth and I'm like man I would love to win this you know my competitive spirit started bubbling up I had been in the role uh quite a while at this point and I'm like man I really want to win this thing so bad like I felt confident that I could produce you know the results that would help the team but I'm like man I really want to spearhead this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I I really want to see what I could do to help. And so I remember going to my boss and saying, hey, man, that was a great meeting. Uh, Rolled out the contest, all this. Man, I said, I really want to win this meeting. I really, I really want to win this. I want our team to win this. What do you think it's going to take for us to do this? And how can I help? And so he started telling me what it was, what, you know, this and that. And I remember we started crushing this contest. Nice. And I mean to the point that uh, we we went through our our inventory and distribution was weak. Mm -hmm. Here I come to find out that there was a uh, truckload of this product sitting on the dock in Youngstown. Mm. And I'm like, we need this product. You know, we're not letting up. Mm -hmm. We weren't going to get a shipment for like four days. And so I'm like, I'm driving to Youngstown. Nice. I'm taking a truck. I'm driving to Youngstown. I'm Very picking nice. this stuff up, and I'm coming back. Yeah. And it meant, uh, and by the way, I still had a day job. Mm-hmm. So here I go after my day job, driving up to Youngstown, mm-hmm. load the whole truck full of this product, drive clear back. Then I had to stock the shelves. I had to get the truck stocked based off of the orders that were sold. Mm-hmm. By the time I'm done. It's like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Man. By the way, the the, the day earlier, I started at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? It doesn't even make sense to go home. Mm-hmm. I was so excited about this contest and us winning this contest that I was giving up myself. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I'm gonna do all this. I'm gonna I'm gonna get these trucks stocked. I'm gonna make sure that you know the team is ready to go. That they have inventory. I didn't want them to have the excuse, you know, this context contest sucks because we don't have anything so i stayed the night and i went after it and after all that was said and done i remember the general manager coming to me and was like dang hanch like you know you really went above and beyond what you were really required to do and man it really helped us chase down this contest yeah and that really got noticed but what it really did for me lem was it told me like i didn't have to do this Mm mm-hmm I wanted to do this. Right. There was nothing more in it for me. I simply wanted to win. Yeah. I simply wanted my peers to win. Mm-hmm. And I was willing to take on extra work to make sure that that happened. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself, listener, doing things like that, not because of the attaboys and you know the pats on the back, because you genuinely have a desire for it, that's a great indicator that you are going to be somebody that's built to lead. Yeah. Because you put the team before yourself. Exactly. You, you just want to see people win. Right. And I love that feeling. I love that feeling to this day so much that I left a great career to do it full time and do it the rest of my life. Yeah. These are great indicators. So you got to get outside of your comfort zone. That was surely outside of mine. Mm-hmm. But if you find yourself pushing that envelope a lot, this is a great indicator that you may be well on your way to leading. Very nice. Number five, uh, and this is also a very, very important one. You're feeling more confident when giving public presentations. That's a good one. 
this can be a killer uh, for leaders. And I'm not saying you have to be, you know, the uh, world-class silver tongue to lead. But I will tell you that at some point, if you're going to be a world-class leader, you've got to brush up on presentation skills. Absolutely. And if you're feeling more comfort comfortable in giving public presentations, this is an indicator that you might be ready to go to the next step. Maybe maybe you're still uh, you still remember those days of the sweaty palms when you were asked to present to clients or or your team or in a group setting. But now you're a lot more comfortable. You no longer find it this this gut wrenching experience. Now you're you're looking for opportunities to present in a work setting because you're confident you can add value. And by the way, it helps ad- advance your personal brand. Yeah. So now you find yourself looking for opportunities to speak, to give presentation, to give material, to go present a new feature, product, uh, whatever it might be, to a customer. If you're no longer that person that's like ready to throw up before you go speak and you're like, you go from that stage to now you're creating opportunity to speak, this is a really good indicator that you're gaining the confidence that you're going to need to lead a team well. Absolutely. And number six. Number six indicator is that you no longer feel stressed out when your manager asks you to make changes with short notice. Yes. Man, oh man. You know, this this one is a separator. Yeah, it is. Because here's what I know. Things change fast in business. Yep. You know, we see this, you know, in, in our lives, Lem, uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we were going one way, then we got to go another way. We got to pivot fast. We got to do this, that. And you go and you go and you tell the team and you tell them that this has to change on a moment's notice and some people lose their minds. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely lose their minds. Worst news ever. Oh, it, it can <laughs> kill a day. Yeah. It's like, man, this is, you know, we're supposed to be doing it this way and now you're telling me to do it this way. These are the people, like if you're rattled by this kind of uh, abrupt change mm-hmm. and it, it gets under your skin and you start getting... uh you know, frustrated with your boss because of things like this, right? you're probably not ready to leave. Oh, no, definitely Because that's going to be you soon. Yeah. You're going to be the one delivering the message. We got to change. Exactly. Because th- the reality is that, that not everybody on the team has all the information the leader has. Right. There's got to be some level of trust there. And leaders have to make changes sometimes on the fly. Exactly. You know, th- look no further than the uh, the audible in football. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you got, you see a defense, you, you went, you went to the line of scrimmage to run 52 red. Right. But the next thing you know, all the linebackers came up to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. We are not running 52 red. It Somebody's going to get work. killed. Exactly. So mm-hmm. we got to make it, we got to call an audible mm-hmm. and we're going to call an audible and we're going to call, what was uh, Peyton's famous? Omaha. Omaha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We yeah. got to, we got to Omaha this thing. We yep. got to go another way. Exactly. But um, this is a big one. You know, it, you, if you're that person that you used to get stressed out and angry when your boss gave you new assignments without any notice or changed ex- existing agreements, and now you're, f- you're, you're feeling a little more flexible mm-hmm. and you have learned to accept that the only only constant in business and in life is change yeah changes may still disrupt you but you don't dwell on them and you no longer look at these last minute requests uh like it's a personal attack on you (laughs) you see this type of pressure as necessary for growth and you've come to expect it right this is huge man this 
This is so big. You know, let, let me say this from a leadership perspective. Nobody likes going into the room and saying, hey, never mind everything I said. We're going this way instead. Exactly. The reality is it makes you look silly. Yeah. You know, it's like, does this person know what they're talking about? Mm-hmm. But the people with their head on their, their shoulders, the people that are resilient, these are leaders are, are the kind of mindsets that they have a solution for every problem. Mm-hmm. If you're the one that has a problem for every solution, you're not ready to lead. No. You know, you got to be resilient to change. You got to be resilient to quick pivots uh, because this is business. This is leadership. And we've got to be very, very open to those things. If you find currently that you're the one that desires to lead and you want the big title, but yet you're still getting frustrated by this stuff, let me tell you, you got a little bit of maturing to do. Oh, absolutely. You got a little bit of perspective to gain before you get there. Because when you go to do it yourself, when you are a leader, and you will, mm-hmm. you're going to be very hesitant to do it when it's necessary. Exactly. Get this right before you get the big title, because it will hold you back from winning. Yep. Lastly, number seven. Number seven indicator. More people come to you for advice, and you enjoy mentoring others and have found success in doing it. I like that. We have to seek this. Yeah. You know, a great a great way to know if you're uh, going to have any leadership success is to start acting now like the person that you want to become. Precisely. You can lead without a title. Yeah. Start mentoring people. Start finding people in your peer group, on your in your team, in the nonprofit that you volunteer in that maybe aren't doing it well or that you see that there's a better way or you see something they're not doing that you've done that works and you begin to make these deposits. Exactly. You begin to start taking leadership action. Mm-hmm. You start becoming an influencer. And maybe what it is is you go to your boss right now and say, look, uh, I, I want a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anybody that you think that I could help? Is there anybody that you think that I could mentor, uh, that I could take under my wing so that I could take some of the load off of you right. and also have an, an opportunity to see what I can do to influence other people? Mm-hmm. Because here's the deal. If you can influence other people that don't work for you, that's a great sign that you're ready to lead. Exactly. Because leadership at its heart, leadership at its essence is about influence. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. Yep. It's about influence. Mentoring is a great way to reflect and say, do I have an influential spirit about me that people are going to do what I ask them to do, even when there's no pay involved, Mm -hmm. no promotion opportunity involved, no discipline involved? It's all reverent authority. It's all expert authority. It's not legal authority. That's what mentoring is. Yeah. So if you're finding that people are coming to you often, hey, hey, Lim, what do you think of this? Hey, Lim, what do you think of that? Hey, Lim, would you consider mentoring me? Mm-hmm. And you find it enjoyable and not another thing that you have to do, exactly. but it's something that you get to do right? because you enjoy helping people. You enjoy seeing the final product of your efforts. This is an indicator. Maybe you've noticed that others are asking you for advice about projects and other items such as how to communicate better, better and, and career advice and personal growth advice, mm-hmm. everything from time management to uh, navigating challenges or adversity or whatever it might be. And maybe this advice also extends to subjects like how to approach certain people and, and work situations because they've observed that you do this well. Mm-hmm. They observe that you're likable. They observe that you can take the most adverse situations with people conflict and and neutralize it. 
and they you you find that people are coming to you saying, "Hey, you know, I got this problem with Joe uh, in my department. How do you think I should handle this?" Yeah. So now they're coming to you, and you find this mentoring role rewarding and and enjoying and helping you. You find great enjoyment in helping others move forward in their journey. This is a big indicator. If you're not doing this now, you see people kind of as a nuisance mm-hmm. uh, to your own success. You're yeah. not ready. Not for you. This isn't your game. No. You know, it, it could be, but it's not right now. Exactly. So uh, by no means are, are these seven items an, an end-all be-all. However, they can surely get you thinking about the journey ahead. So I want to ask you, uh, potential leader, mm-hmm. how did you score yourself out of the seven that I presented? How, how, how would you say? Did you hit all seven? Are you, are you firing on all seven? If so, congrats. It looks like you're ready for a leadership position. No need to hold back. What are you waiting for? Go get it. <laughs> Go attack. Uh, maybe you got four to six out of the seven indicators that you're thriving in. What I would tell you is things are looking good. You got some upside. Keep honing your skills and continue to challenge yourself to act and think like a leader. Maybe, maybe if you're being honest with yourself, you only are hitting one to three of these. Or none. Mm-hmm. It seems like uh, you need a few more years under your belt. Right. Uh, or perhaps your strength isn't in being a subject. It, it, maybe it's being an individual contributor. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not leadership. And guess what? That is invaluable. Yeah. And that's okay. Absolutely. You know, we need, we need a lot of players to make things run. Right. Not everybody is built for leadership. And if you're not built to lead, and you have this high desire, the sooner you realize it and find out what it is that you were called to do, the better off the whole world's going to be. Yep. Uh, you know, I heard it once said that there's two great days in life, the day you were born and the day you realized why you were born. Absolutely. Figure that thing out. And if it's not leadership, it's all good. Mm-hmm. You can still have leadership attributes and influence and all these things, but maybe it's not for you. If you're at that one to three, you either need more development or you need to rethink if this is you, if you've been chasing leadership for 15 years and you're still scoring a one to three, that might not be your skill set. Right. Keep in mind, this is self-reporting. It's possible that you're naive. It's possible that you lack self-awareness. What others think does in fact matter. Yeah. Perception can often be reality, good, bad, or indifferent. Regardless of your score and what title you may obtain, I know one thing for sure. As I said earlier, leadership is and always will be about influence. Yep. Keep striving for more. Keep being a difference maker. Keep incrementally improving your skills. Keep making big impact. And never forget, you've been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.